Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to The Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women. I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Okay, everybody, picture this, Mm. all right? Young Fiona, just turned 18. She's walking down Oxford Street. For those who are not familiar with London, Oxford Street is like the main shopping area in London. It's like a long stretch of shops. It was a summer afternoon late summer evening the sun was setting and I was walking by myself I probably had a disc man <laughs> a disc was it Sony something so is purple <laughs> <laughs> and I had my big afro and I was listening to whatever and it's probably maybe fluidry or some something I can't remember what it was or uh, Erica Badu something and I looked up amongst all the thousands of people walking. I looked up and you know when the sun shines behind someone and creates a halo? And I looked up and I saw this most beautiful Rasta man and his locks and the halo and his big brown eyes just watching me. And I was so taken aback. But part of me is also very confident. So you know, you, you lock eyes with somebody, then you cross paths and you walk past each other. And then... I turned around, mm-hmm. right? And I stopped walking, right? I didn't just do the look over your shoulder to see if they're still looking. I stopped walking. And then he turned around and then I lifted up my hands like, yo, what are you saying? Right? <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, like what? You watching me, I watching you. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so he came and he talked to me. Uh, with this, let's call him Adam. Right. And so, yeah, me and Adam started to talk and exchange numbers and whatever. And yeah, the thing about Adam is that I thought he was the most beautiful man I had ever seen. And 
the thing is, is that when I used to go and see him at his house, I was there. Just imagine young Fiona trying to seduce this man. She comes <laughs> to sit down at his house. He's a musician, right? So he has this huge record collection of like hundreds and hundreds of vinyls. And he would not, in a nutshell, have sex with me. Okay. okay? It would it probably took about six or seven months wow. and I would be there trying to sit down and be obviously as still a young person trying to position myself and oh yes, this record is from nineteen sixty seven and it's great. Yes, yes, wonderful. And he just wouldn't, but he would play music for me and records and, and show me timelines of songs or he would be he would write a song. Like if I go and have a bath and then I'd come out the bath and I'm there in the towel and he's like, oh, I'm going to call this song uh, The Towel of Babel. And then he'd just name a song after me just so like that. And then he'd just be writing songs, playing songs, playing his guitar, Rastaman locks cascading. And then he taught me things about, like, remember, this is Fiona fresh off the boat. <laughs> right? I can't believe she just fresh reached, off the boat from St. Lucia. Yes, just reached. Mm taught me about Thai green curry or yo do you know if you like chop up basil and put it on pineapple or if you can put you can put black pepper on mm. strawberries and just like taught me so much and it was not a sexual thing and of course for me I equate sex with love right. well I equated mm. at that time sex with love so I was like this man is doesn't want me but he was giving me so much of his time. Right. So I would come to his house six o'clock in the evening and we'd be talking six o'clock in the morning. Talk through the whole night. And eventually, yes, we did mm. um, end up becoming intimate. And it was like the most wonderful thing because you're waiting like forever. Like, yo, it was like so explosive. Mm. But so every time I went over there, it was always like a Russian roulette or I think like a lotto, like, Maybe we will, maybe we won't <laughs> kind of thing. And I was completely besotted, um, but to the point that I wasn't myself. Um, I wasn't the okay. whole vivacious, loud. I was, I was very guarded because I didn't want to say something stupid. He was just a few months older than me. He was like 19, I was 18. But he was so educated. He was so worldly. He knew so much about stuff that I didn't. So I didn't want to sound stupid. So I was very uncomfortable of being completely relaxed whilst trying to balance. It, he's not having sex with me, so therefore he doesn't love me. Right. But he's showing me love through, showing me all of this music, showing me all these different cuisines, talking about all of these different cultures I've never heard of before ever, you know. And yeah, he doesn't smoke weed or anything like that. So it wasn't like he was just there getting high and just talking stuff. He was just like really committed to sharing stories with me and spending a lot of time doing so but I so it it got in the way um and then to top it off he's creative so he's a scatty artist so he was not wait hold up Fiona yes um, <coughs> um <coughs> so you are describing someone else as what a scatty, a scatty, scatty artist showing I, I know okay. who's not the best in communication showing it's okay Fiona showing Okay, so uh, people who know me, I if you, you, if you go into I'm my WhatsApp, <laughs> if you go into my WhatsApp, uh, it gives Shawin anxiety <laughs> because there will be hundreds of uh, not unanswered messages, unanswered chats. So there'll be like <laughs> one Going nine back one. Yes, 
right, of message. And you know what it is? It probably because it gives me anxiety too. Okay. Okay, but we'll, let's forget about that part. Okay, oh, oh, we're going to forget about moving that. Moving on. <laughs> okay, because sometimes people, you know, your partners are your mirror, mm. <clears throat> right? <clears throat> Oftentimes, they are your mirror. Okay. A reflection mm-hmm. of yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's why interesting. Is why is she reading? I, I, I am not <laughs> even. I'm just saying. So, okay. Yeah. So I think he was a mirror of my future for sure <laughs> because I wasn't so bad. I wasn't so bad before. But yeah, he wouldn't like you know he take long to get back to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was he was sleeping with other women. It was just he was probably so into his. His music, yeah. you know, because he, when he gets into it, he's very committed to that. And I witnessed it myself because, you know, sometimes we'd be there and he would just be talking about music and showing me mm-hmm. music. And so if he says to me, oh, if you're not so writing get back to you, I was dealing these records and doing this and whatever. But I said, yo, like, it was just becoming hurtful for me. And then he started to, see, to understand that I was holding myself back. I wasn't entirely comfortable with him. So that made him uncomfortable. So the combination and then, you know, it ended up that's like, yeah, we broke up, Mm -hmm. right? But he broke up with me, right? And I was devastated. I was mash up. Yeah, I was. I was mash up because I really, really, I loved all the things that he showed me. He, it's like, you know, when someone just opens your mind to something completely different to what you know, Mm. and then just also the fact that he really taught me that you can be with someone and it's not defined by sex. You know, we often confuse good sex with love because it feels so good and mm-hmm. love is supposed to feel so good. So therefore, you're giving me good dick. I love you. So, <laughs> you know? Listen, I think that, that, you know, at some point in all of our lives, we've stayed a little too long in a relationship because the dick was good. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 As I mean. Yep. Men, men out there, do let us know if you have stayed with a woman who wasn't suited for you because... Things was nice. The things was nice. <laughs> she, she had, had a she bag had, of sugar down she there. Had <gasps> the, Remember that song? Yes. <laughs> oh, she had a soup up. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. No, Where did so I go wrong. just now? Oh, I'm... Guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, that would... I definitely... I can definitely define that. And I always love that person. Mm-hmm. Always. Because he has always treated me with respect and I will always love him for how he sees the world. So I will always love that aspect of him. So, you know, like I've met some of his other girlfriends and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I feel generally ha- happy for him because yes. I understand that we were not suited for each yes. other. But that doesn't negate that I still love that person and mm-hmm. always will. And he's actually the longest friend that I've had was being in the UK. And that goes to show that you can, you know, it's love is not defined by physical intimacy only. Yes. And I really loved how you can connect to someone just like that. Yes. So he really, really did. Um, he really, really did teach me that, which is really beautiful. I think the relationship after that, I thought I was in love mm. because the person was very attentive, very giving, mm-hmm. very given with his time, very generous. And I felt that coming from someone who was not giving me the attention that I wanted or what I felt it should be to him doting on me, taking me for dinners, buying me things, just give me money just so, just whatever, whatever, meeting everybody and all these kinds of things. I thought it was love. And I remember saying to my best friend, 
she said, Fiona, you don't love that man. Oh, she wow. says, I will make myself love him. That's what I said. Yeah. Wow, because see? I was surrounded by my friends who were going through some, some of them very abusive physically abusive relationships mm. or the men were cheating on them endless and them kind of thing. I'm like, so your problem is Fiona that y'all don't talk enough? Okay. Mm, so right. that's your problem when you have friends where men are literally beating them, mm. stamping on them, having outside children, forcing mm. them to have abortions and you just there, oh, well, you know, you guys don't talk too much. It's just very a bit feels a bit stagnant sometimes. Is that really your big problem? Mm. So I, I stayed in that relationship longer than I should have. I did I did end up ending it and it was difficult because once again, he never did me anything. Right. And it was me having to put myself first in that situation. So that was hard to do. But I felt like, once again, this must be love because he treated me nice. Mm. You know, so there's all these different versions. That's really yeah. interesting that you said that, Fiona, because mm. I know we've had this conversation where it's a realization that the bare minimum is not enough. So yeah. just because someone treats you well or does little beautiful things for you, it is not the totality of the relationship and how you want to be loved. But we do stick around sometimes for that minimum. Yeah. The yeah. things that you should be doing for and with someone you profess to love. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So it is, I did, I've, and I felt very guilty for a long time, but I know it was also the best decision for him because yes. I was also wasting his time. Mm. So that's something that had to happen. And I mean, yeah, after that, I've gone through lots of series of different relationships with my son's father. You know, it was the happy, joyful uh, Rastaman and you know the thing is we, we always have these visions of what they're supposed to be we <laughs> see this man in our head yes. they're going to look like that <laughs> but then sometimes when you get that there's so much more yeah. to your, your your personalities there's so much more to even if you have the same aspirations sometimes even that still is not enough mm -hmm. and then you know also that you grow within relationships and you change and your aspirations change and you become something else that you were not from the beginning so there's that but i think fairly recent very difficult um thing where i don't even know i can't even answer if it's love or not because it was someone and you guys know who and it was a thing where the man was giving me good dick okay <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was uh, communicating with that person was extremely, extremely difficult. It was mm. like a brick wall, like vi over the phone. But in person, when we were chilling, it was wonderful. I, I think I, I cannot decide whether it was that I was just so relieved that this person is finally opening up. So I was happy for that. Mm. Or if it is that we were really connecting conversationally and energetically and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know if I was digmatized, you know. To be matized. I think you were. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shereen is over here like, yeah, she was. Yeah, because she was she like, was. you and that person's, because that person did not, they were not engaging in the mm. different aspects of me. So one of the things I find difficult is that if a man is only sexualizing me and then you're not looking at 
oh, you painted that, or mm. oh, you're doing this event, or even if you can't come to the event, how did the event go? Mm. And as you're saying, that attentiveness, right? So yes, they can dick you down and, and do all them things or whatever, and that's wonderful, but are they going to ask, how did the event that you spent, how many weeks putting together go? Yeah. Or, or they'll say, ah, good luck, or mm. hope it goes well, or oh, that's nice. You see, don't tell funeral, oh, that's oh, nice. That's nice. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't just, Ooh. oh, that's nice. Oh, my. Yeah. When you have put your heart, heart into and it. soul mm -mm. into this thing. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, that's nice. Okay, yeah. this, and just like, yeah, okay, you not, I did not feel seen in that situation. Yes. And the, the, the thing is that, I was in such a constant longing for this person to reciprocate mm. that I was doing so much. So when you talk about all these nice dates, I curated loads of wonderful dates. Sherwin was getting back. She's like, guess what? Why are you not? I don't know. How are you thinking of that? That's so creative. That's so nice. I used to get back. Yes, I, I used yes. to get angry. Like, what yeah. the fuck you getting them ideas I from? I was pulling out all I the know. stops. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's segment of Under the Mango Tree. So clearly, we are moving on from mangoes, but now the question is, how do you like your plantain, Fiona? Crispy and black. Um, if you know, you know. <laughs> evidently, I don't know. <laughs> So you like your plantain, and note I said, plantain, yes, crispy, and black. I don't get it into the plantain versus plantain. Or I don't get it. I I try. I was trying to say it in the middle, plantain. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you like your plantain, Fiona? Um, black. Mm. The the black of the plantain. When you say that, do you mean in terms of how ripe it is or how yes, do you actually cook it? The ripeness of it. Because my father used to make like fry overripe plantain and my father never liked waste, right? As a farmer, you know, he spent this time growing these things. So he would make use of all the things. Things that you think is off, he would say, no, look. And then you see a plantain there and it black. You start to see some mold <laughs> outside or whatever, but the skin has protected the inside and it's a perfect plantain on the inside. And he would fry it and it would be like candy, mm. right? So it brings me back to my okay. father making us that and him showing 
the value in what you think is, you know, that it don't, it don't look good on the outside, but it's actually beautiful on the inside. Mm. So that's how I like, that's how that's how like, I like it. it. Yeah. yeah. Shereen, what about you? The same. And um, on going by what Fiona said, we saw somebody f- throwing boxes of plantains. Mm-hmm. Boxes because they were black. And we're like, wow, well, so if we have a, bo- uh, a, a car or something, we're picking up all, all of them. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we would take have. all of it. Um, but yeah, the the older it is, the better. I love it. I also like it boiled. Yes, I love it boiled. I love it mm. boiled with some stewed chicken backs mm. and oy, 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 oy. Mm. anyway. But yes, That's I like I it like boiled. But my favorite is crispy and black. Mm. I don't mind mind it a little burnt. I like mm. the the burnt flavor right. as well. I love okay. the burnt flavor. So. You're making me hungry, man. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Interesting. I actually am the polar opposite. Really? I like my plantain barely ripe. Barely, like just past, just past the green stage, right? I cannot stand ripe plantain. Wow. I, I do not. I know. I, do I was not so shocked like, when she told me that I the first like, time. I'm like, no, barely how? ripe, barely ripe. And then I, I simply slice them. I put on a little toops of coconut oil, mm. and I bake them. I love Ooh. my plantain baked. And I've sometimes not had that. I'll sprinkle on some turmeric as well, and it's just divine. So I either bake my plantain, or I boil them. I love boiled plantain. Yeah. And I actually love, what are they called uh, in Colombia, where you smash the green plantain and then you deep fry? Mm -hmm. Heaven. Yeah, tostones is amazing. Heaven for me. I love plantain. I actually was looking at a recipe um, this week for plantain lasagna. I've tried it. Listen. Heaven. On hey. Earth. Hey. Heaven on when earth. you make it, I have to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try it next week. For, okay. And I'll bring some you in. You need to bring some I'll in. bring some in. For yeah, real, nice. for real. Yeah. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, Chantal likes her plantain hard. <laughs> <laughs> and on that <laughs> note, I didn't. I was so... <laughs> It's like you're just dropping them for me. I like, just, you know, it's just like, I don't even know what to say because that's how I like my plantain. But it's I knew okay. me saying that with y'all, it's okay, within this Chantal, conversation. We know how you like your plantain. <laughs> yes. Hard. So thank yes. you. Under the mango tree. There was it's one in particular that I loved. I won't oh, speak on it. What is it? I think is when you took him to a roof garden. Yes, yes. yes, for a picnic. Yes, for a yes. picnic. and she cooked Mm-mm. everything. Yeah, I, I three course. Fiona. I'm <laughs> telling you, three course picnic. It was cold there, yeah? but I, ah, did, yes, I it know was. it was cold. It was a three course picnic. And with wine, and then I had a speaker of music. Yes. And then after the picnic, we went downstairs to watch Parasite. And it was this, uh, it's called Everyman Cinema. So it, you don't just get a seat. It's like a proper chair, armchair, softy soft with your own table, or you get a sofa so you can sprawl out. Love and it. in my bag, I had snacks. I had canned cocktails. I had everything set up everything was just so it was just a very smooth and I just said to him I said yo meet me at this station but that's it I gave him no information and stuff like that so that was that was one of several things I had done but coming back to all that you know what happened with with that 
It made me fall in love with myself. That's right. I was like, Fiona, you're so cute. Bam, 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 bam. Yep. Yeah, yep. like, Fiona, you're so creative. Like, Fiona, you can do, like, all kind of things. Like, this is nice. Like, And I started to appreciate myself because I was also, as much as I was doing it for that person, mm-hmm. because I really cared about them, I was also doing it for myself because as much as I wanted somebody to do that for me, if you want something in your life, then sometimes create it for yourself. Exactly. And then it showed me my capacity to be really amazing. Mm-hmm. So whether that person was ready or in a space to receive that, as hurtful as it may have been for me at the time that they didn't reciprocate it in a way that I wanted, I I foresaw it to be, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going through a hard time and I wanted to lift their spirits, but I also lifted my own. And it taught me so much about myself and my capacity to be very amazing. So in it, in itself, the when I look back at the disappointment, it's not a disappointment anymore because it showed me the capacity for what I am. Right. And it made me, through not falling in love with that person, I ended up falling in love with myself. And hey, look I how we ended up back here again. Comes full circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Fiona. And do you feel that, you know, as you go from each relationship to the next, that it's an improved version of you? Yeah, because I know myself mm. like much more. Even Fiona of last year is not the same mm-hmm. of this year. And it's learning. I think one of my things that, I, that that trigger me in relationships is that when my feelings have been trivialized, because people see Fiona, rainbow million colors, mm-hmm. leg cock up whining somewhere all the time, you know, um, artsy, forgetful, clumsy. So when she starts to feel away or starts to like, when I get upset about some people, ah, Fiona, don't be like that. No, 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 no. And and then they, they, they try because they want me to be that happy, vibrant yeah. songbird yeah. that they used to, right? So when I become not that, they just want me to be that happy thing again. Mm. So therefore, they can be very dismissive of my feelings, right? It doesn't mean... It is necessarily so when, where where I may feel uh, disrespected or someone has done something hurtful or inconsiderate or whatever it is. No, I didn't mean it. I, it is whatever. And then I, I found myself having to silence myself and to minimize my emotions because they just want me to be the happy funeral and they want me to, to be this performative uh, parrot because that's what they like. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I've learned that, A, I need to start putting my foot down. I'm too fucking soft mm. because I don't want to be vexed either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, you know what, Fiona, just forget it and just be happy again because I want to be happy again. Right. So I'm just burying all of these emotions where in which I've been dismissed because they want me to be a happy rainbow flower person again. <laughs> so. Right. That's what I've that's what I've learned. But in, in within that also, the thing I've learned the most is that I do not mince my words. I'm very direct. If I tell you, hey, this thing is making me feel away, it's making me feel away. Yeah. Hey, I really love you, you know. Hey, you're very beautiful. Hey, thank you for this. You see the specific thing that you did last week Tuesday? Thank you for that. I'm very, very, very direct with my feelings. And like we had discussed before, 
I don't I, I do my best not to attack or say something that's mm-hmm. demeaning to you if I'm upset with you, right? So therefore that's how I'm showing you love because you'll never at any point not know how I feel about you. Yes. And I like to reinforce those things in the current partnership that I'm in. You know, they say, You always saying thank you. Stop saying thank you to me. So you always saying thank you. I say, Oi, I have to tell you how appreciative I am of you for doing this thing because you know what people take these things for granted and Absolutely. I need to vocalize those things yeah. so no matter what direction relationships go I will the, this funeral 2021 will always express gratitude so for, for example you're talking about it, those little mini loves many moments of where you have have received love right mm-hmm. I will make sure to vocalize my gratitude mm-hmm. because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Absolutely. And I want you to know how I feel about that at that specific time. Mm-hmm. In the present, in the mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so that moment is surrounded by gratitude and appreciation and love and what that means to the person receiving it. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. they can take that forward no matter what happens with the relationship, they too will then have these crystallized moments of appreciation. And who doesn't like to feel appreciated? Exactly. I mean, that is love in itself. Gratitude is love. Love is gratitude. So that's beautiful, Fiona. And I love that you are ensuring that your partner knows that he is appreciated for these things, which for him, as you said, may be little. But what is little? How how do you measure exactly. what it's something to me. means to mm-hmm. someone else? You mm-hmm. can't really put measurements on that, right? Because you don't know what their experiences have been, what their journey is, what their story, and what they have received in the past. Mm-hmm. So, hey, love that love. Yeah, so in a nutshell, <laughs> yes, I ended up falling in love with myself. What's bringing me joy? This week, ah, I saw some friends. I went out with some friends, friends I've not been out with in a long time. I think the last time I saw them, it was last sometime early last year. 2020. 2020. And the sad thing was when they came to pick me up, both of them, it's sisters, they turned around and they said, Happy New Year, shall we? That's how long it's been since I even spoke to them or had a conversation. Wow. So I mean, big up my girls. I know, I know. But I, when we, it's like when we sat down, it's, it's like we met yesterday. And that's the, that's the thing about having friends like that. We don't speak all the time. We don't see each other all the time. But when we meet up, it's like yesterday. So it was really nice. We went to this um, restaurant in Wembley and my other friend it was her birthday so she came it was her birthday we went out for her so that was that was just lovely it was nice to speak to them and they all following the podcast big up big up my girl Ayo Vanessa Anisha these girls are they loving it could you believe for a whole section of the dinner we're talking about um, under the mango tree? <laughs> we're talking about how things make you feel and all sorts of things. And I'm like, yes, you see, we're doing something. Yay. So even though we're not speaking all the time, mm-hmm. they're there. They're listening. They're championing. And I love them. So that brought me joy this week. 
That's so nice. That's a lovely story, man. Mm. That is. They're relating. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fiona. Now you're making me feel bad because, like, Shawin has a very wholesome story, but I'm going to keep it real. Keep it real. Keep All it right, real. That's what we love. Keep it real. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. Shawin and I are coming home from a night out. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing because they know. Okay, go. We are go, coming Fiona. home go. from a night out, okay? Mm-hmm. So those who are not from London, who have never been... We do not have 24-hour trains and stuff. So sometimes if you go from, an, from out from a night out, getting home is long, okay? It's like people take it very seriously because taking a night bus is very, it's like one of the worst you, experiences. You, you don't, don't want to do, wanna do it. You don't want to okay? do it. No. And as older we get, we're like, yeah, we're not about this night bus life, right? And of course, taking a, a taxi home can be expensive. So we had coordinated for us to get the last train back to my house. And so when we get to the station, Liverpool Street Station is really big, old station, very wide open. And it has both the underground and several overground um, trains that take you all over London and beyond. Right. So when it got to, when we got to the station, it was all like boarded up and all the shutters were down. Everything was closed up except for one small entrance. And there are two young men there. And they said, are you here for the last train to so and so? We're like, yes. He said, this is the only train. So. I know the train is leaving like eight minutes. We got enough time. So Shawin and I are just moseying down the staircase and stuff. And then we see this woman pelting down the steps, right? Mm. So what do black people do when they see other black, <laughs> other other people running, black or white? Running, we running, run. You run too. Running, 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 running. So we shit, because we know they only have one train in the whole of London leaving. So it's like, why are you running? So I start say, I say, why are you running? Why? Hey, what's going on? We need to run too, man. What happened? Like, what's going on? But it's like a, it was like a jovial panic, right? Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? Whatever. And she's running now. Not to say this woman was white. And she turns around and she says, and she shouted, she didn't say, she shouted or screamed even, will you shut Shut the the fuck fuck up? Mm. So obviously we pause, like, wait a minute, who are you talking to? And then for those who don't know about Senusha, Showing is from Masha, mm. okay? Masha is what people would say is ghetto, is the hood. And as if when the woman said, will you please, will you shut the fuck up? It activated <laughs> Masha mode in showing. That was it. It's a wrap. Finish. Because I was aye, like, yo, why you have to be so rude? Like, what's your problem? And Shawina, you see... Shawin has a, to me, a very operatic voice, okay? Shawin um, projects her voice very beautifully, especially... I am a teacher. Especially when she's okay. impassioned about something, her voice is projects beautifully, right? And the way the whole your mother can't... <laughs> echoed through those hallowed walls of Liverpool Street Station <laughs> like an orchestra of a thousand tongues coming from this one Caribbean woman's mouth. It was actually very beautiful because oh Shawin went in on the woman and the woman was, you know, like being very aggressive, very sarcastic and very patronizing because you're like, yeah, we're trying to, we were just trying to help. And she was like, oh, I need help. I need help. And then she was just being extremely, yes, all the things, carrying on 1000%. Can we just say she was not drunk? 
Yeah. Yeah, because there were people saying, oh, everybody's been drinking. Oh, and just leave just it. Just leave it. Um, she was not drunk. No. We were not drunk. Yeah. And neither. she was not drunk. No. So she knew exactly what she was doing. She knew. She knew. And then eventually we're like, you know what, to hell with all of this. So we're walking off to go to our, take the train, the last train. And she says, why don't you go back to where you come from? Stop. Because, folks, <clears throat> I need you to repeat what she said, please. Why don't you go back to where you come from? And she did that when our backs were, were turned. turned. Right? Now, for in the UK, that's the equivalent of you being called the N-word. This is um, one of the most racist things you can say to someone. It is the equivalent of the N-word. They know exactly what, everyone knows exactly what that means. Go back where you come from, okay? Anyone, person of color who is in the UK knows exactly what that means. So the two of us turned around in like perfect unison. unison. <laughs> what did you say? So Shawin was, you know, the, the operatic, every Caribbean cuss you could think of echoed once again through those hallowed walls of Liverpool Street Station at quarter to one in the morning. And I was like, security, excuse me, she's being racist. She told us to go back to our country. And she was like, oh, I, I, I didn't mean like that. Oh, you always I want to bring, say we're racist. I'm not racist. Mm -hmm. And um, I meant go back home. Go back to your houses where you live. Where you live. But listen, we all knew. And it's, it was... Uh, she, they always tell you when you turn your back, right? But you know what? The security were a mixture of black men. There was a white man there. There was some Asian men there as well. And they escorted her ass out of the station. <laughs> she and didn't get the train? She did not get her any train to go home, so she was left stranded. And I think the image of seeing her back and all of these people of color, you know, black, Asian telling her to leave mm. that station brought me joy because you know what? It's those small victories. And I, I think I'll never, um, I'll never forget that moment because the, these things impact you. And it was just like, you know what? That I felt, you know what? We are in a position now that we could say, excuse me, this person is being racist. You need to remove her from that space. And that request was was given to us. And I, I, I didn't feel afraid to say that. And I think that's a big step um, because our parents would not have felt that. Our grandparents would not have felt secure in, in these spaces. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's small steps. You know, screw her. And I love seeing those men escort her ass out. And then, of course, Shawin said, you look, I didn't bust your ass. And there was this anonymous voice, this figure, <laughs> some spectator from somewhere. We don't know who, where the person was. And they said, I think she knows that, love. <laughs> and I'm sorry. That's what brought me joy this week. And never apologize for what brings you joy, Fiona. You. I yes. could laugh about it now. Mm. But it really did impact mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I think more so that I did not do what I really wanted to do and again that's growth for me because boy a few years ago she I wouldn't speak hmm. so Chantal, Chantal. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> what brought you joy 
Oh, my days. <laughs> what brought me joy this week? Uh, I volunteered to help a friend of mine out with her booth at the Ghana in the Park Festival. <laughs> <clears throat> and, um, it yeah. was... <laughs> <laughs> we heard about that Ghana in the Park Festival. And you, several is. things brought me joy about this occasion. The first is that the park was not too far from where I live. So I didn't have to schlep across London, right? I literally just hopped on a bus and was there in a few minutes. And guys, it was such a beautifully, there were so many things that were beautiful about that day. It started off with me entering the park and security just sending me, yeah, just go straight down there, love. Da, da, da. And they were wrong. So <laughs> so I actually then had to turn around and go to another entrance, which was really far away. And as I'm walking um, through the park to get back out, this car pulls up next to me and says, hey, do you want to ride? I've just been told that I have to go to the other entrance too. He's like, I'm a photographer for the event. And you know, back home, if somebody stopped to pick you, you take up, the it's ride. not a problem, I hope right? You take the ride. But I'm like, yo, I'm in London. <laughs> I don't know you. Me not know you. I don't know your family, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'll, but you I'll know still what? Take it. I was like, fuck it. You know there what? You so I jumped in the strangest car, guys. Don't do this. <laughs> jumped in a stranger's car, and we had the most beautiful conversation about why he was there, his background. It turns out he's Jamaican. You know, he travels, and we're just vibes in, and it was just lovely. And it, we got there, we got to the right entrance, and it was like, Chantal, it was so lovely to meet you. You know, tell me where your friend's booth is so I can go, you know, come mm. and get some food later. I was like, sure, man. So that was, I'm like, well, this is vibes already. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even fully started my day, right? So I get to my friend's booth and we're helping her set up. And there's a few of my colleagues from the Tramfree there as well. So it's like a real lovely reunion. So it was just very loving and community. And what I loved about it the most is that I didn't know anyone. Outside of my friend and my colleagues, I didn't know anyone. And so it was an opportunity for me to just get to know some different people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the music was vibes, lots of amazing Ghanaian artists. The The crowd was really mixed. So lots of young'uns, <laughs> lots of young people, you know, lots of, you know, fledgling aunties like myself. Mm-hmm. So various people would come up to the booth, auntie. And I was like, yes! Because <laughs> if you, listen, I love, you know how some people don't want to be called auntie because they feel that it ages them? Mm. I am not that person. So when okay. a young person says auntie to me, I just light up. Oh. I'm like, hi, how can I help you? <laughs> I had the most fun being called auntie all day, right? Um, met some amazing people. And even to the point where um, Island Girls Rock is having a picnic on August 8th. Plug, plug, plug. Y'all come I, in. Y'all come in. Victoria Park. Look, check it out on the Instagram page, IGR underscore love. But I met lots of people who were like, yeah, man, we're down, we're coming. And it was so beautiful. You know, this woman said to me, you know what? I'm not from the islands, but we're one. We're the same. And if you're Jamaican, you are Ghanaian. I'm mm. like, well, I'm half Jamaican. She's like, well, you're half Ghanaian. <laughs> so it was just fun just being there and and not seeing my usual people who I love two bits. 
right? But I like being put in situations where I have to extend myself mm. a little more and come out of my comfort zone. And although I was definitely out of my comfort zone, I very much felt like family because, of course, we are. Yep. You know, and this separation between um, the continent and the Caribbean, the separation in terms of, you know, with my grandparents' generation when they first came and there was this big divide, you know, I just think that it's time and I feel like it's been mended. Yeah. I feel like the millennials have a lot to do with that as well because they don't business. You know, they're like, you're black, you're black, whatever. Africa, Caribbean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's Absolutely. let's let's get on with it. And there is so much power in that. And that's what I felt. Yes, I got like four marriage proposals. You know, I was about to ask, <laughs> were there any eligible Ghanaian Listen, I got four marriage proposals from uncles. And not uncles my age. Okay, right. let me okay. be clear. Okay. I mean, there was even one person who I thought, you really are. Are you doing this? So I messaged um, a friend of mine and she was like, girl, you don't know Ghanaian men? Because she's Ghanaian. Mm. And she's like, yes, welcome to my world. <laughs> wow. Why, why didn't I come? What was I don't I know. Doing? I don't I know why you guys didn't come. You know, and the food. Let's not begin to talk about the food because, yo, you know your girl went in. Kelly you know Willis I went. Life. You know they don't call me the curvy vegan for no reason. Mm. Listen, I have no shame. I love food, and I was helping out my friend with her food stall. Like, wow, Chantal is in heaven. <laughs> and it was raining by the time I was walking home, mm. and I didn't have an umbrella, and I didn't have a raincoat. I'm sure you. And I didn't beautiful. give a fuck. And I, I know, know right? You know. I, she must. You <laughs> must have had some flowing thing on. I did not. I did not. Just looking all listened. elegant. In the, in she would have been looking so graceful. Yeah, and she would have been smiling. Yes. And just yeah. I yeah. don't know about graceful, um, but I was definitely. I mean, it was beautiful. It was warm and raining, and you know that reminds me of home. Yes. Very much. Yeah. You to don't be get warm that and warm. raining, mm -mm. and I was just like, yes, I had my face to the sky. So yeah, lots of joy. Lots of joy at the the festival at Trent Park. It was wonderful. And yes, Shereen, I completely ignored your question. Um, there was lots of beautiful Ghanaian <clears> men. <throat> so many. Such a shame. So I many. My I... eyes were blessed. My eyes were blessed. And that's it. So thank you for listening to the Relatable Podcast. Wow, Fiona, so much to say. Um, next week episode, it's all about me and my first loves. Jeez, I hope you're ready. She's afraid. <laughs> I'm not ready. She's not ready. <laughs> so don't forget, people, you could find us on Spotify, Acast, Amazon, Apple, just name it wherever you get your podcast fix. And remember to like, follow. We're on Twitter now. Check us out on Twitter at relate underscore podcast. Keep the comments coming. Keep the, keep the feedback coming. We're really open to it. And yeah, thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week, people. Relatable because a shared journey brings hope. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.